Are we gonna record? Okay, then I'm going to do some other stuff for a sec. Have <laughs> you been podcasting for an hour without me? Well, I've been sitting here waiting in silence while you got this bow to wear. <laughs> and a bow for me, so thanks so much. I used to have a glittery headband on. I thought that would be our award show attire. Yeah, yeah, to go along with our ball gowns. Yeah. Well, welcome everyone to an episode, a very, very special episode very, of very. I Love This, You Should Too. My name is Indy Randawa, and with me is my very sassy but ball gown attired co-host samantha he's that's me you're especially like sassy and full of attitude today (laughs) i don't know why i i ate a cookie before starting this and (laughs) samantha's response when she saw me doing that was like oh you like those cookies (laughs) no that was it was way harsher than i said it and then i just stopped with my mouthful of cookie thinking like what did i do (laughs) no but i think you were just asking if i liked those cookies i do in fact like those you didn't even have the cookie in your mouth yet (laughs) he's he's embellishing the story that's the part i embellished the rest though all true (laughs) full of full of sass full of sass which means this episode's gonna be exciting this is the one episode where we're not meant to argue about (laughs) stuff but you're ready to argue i'm ready (laughs) so the special thing we're doing today is we're going to have our big anniversary awards show they can't hear your jazz hands (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) i'll figure it out by the end of the episode (laughs) yeah we've only been doing this for a year (laughs) yeah so we have. We've been doing it for over one year. We should have done our one-year anniversary a few episodes ago, but we didn't feel like it. I don't know why. Quarantine. Something like that. <laughs> and oddly enough, a while ago, I was very excited to do this and to like go back and talk about great performances and that. And now that we're actually here... I actually didn't really put much thought and time into this. I did it in the last hour or so, but I think most of it makes sense. How about you? Yeah, I'm ready. I put a little more thought into it in that I've had the Google Doc open on my work computer all week. Oh, good job. And I've just been adding things as I go. But I did somehow break the Google spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, and had to transfer it to an Excel doc. <laughs> I made a spreadsheet when we started doing this podcast, and I think at the time you were like, why do we need this? And now this is why we need it. It was very helpful, actually. I I really appreciate that we have that And I know you love spreadsheets just in general. I do love spreadsheets. (laughs) I do. So we've been doing this for a year now. Uh, Has this gone where you thought it would go? Well, I thought we'd be living in like a podcast money mansion, but... right. But, but uh, other no than one that, listens. yeah, oh yeah. Oh. Hey, the six of you. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know where we blew up last week? Where? Virginia. One person in Virginia, I assume it's just one person, is listening to everything. Wow. We've also been doing well in Georgia recently. I wonder if it's my family there. I bet it is. Maybe. Maybe India listens. Hi. <laughs> Maybe not. What else? How how has this been different than what you expected? Or has it been what you expected? I think it's been what I've expected. I think we get to spend some time together and we get to argue bitterly about stuff. <laughs> and then we also get to watch more movies. I thought we would argue more. Yeah. You seem to shy away from the argument part. 
And a lot of people, when I talk to people about the podcast, they're like, how would you argue with your partner? It's like, yeah, but you can argue about movies. There's nothing wrong with that. I thought the whole premise of this is that you can have very different tastes mm -hmm. and that's okay. And that's what I was trying to tell the world. But the opposite often happens because people go like, oh, you didn't like that movie? I don't know if we can be friends. And I was like, are you, you're all missing the point. <laughs> and you also get very personally upset with me when I don't like your movies. I do, I do. Which happens pretty regularly. It does, it does. And now I'm like paralyzed with fear every time I have to pick a new movie. <laughs> yeah, that's so silly because... It's just a movie I didn't like. It doesn't reflect on you. True. Just my shitty taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into your shitty taste, Joe. Oh, Shall my God. Yeah. You said it. You can't get mad at me for it. Okay. So we're going to go through. We're going to give some awards to movies that we liked, performances, roles, all sorts of things like that. And we're going to go through what everybody loves. Statistics! Yay! Woo! Get that spreadsheet open. <laughs> so I averaged out our ratings on movies and how we rate the others and how we rate our own movies. So I have rated my movies on a 10-point scale, an average of 8.8. .8. Oh, so wow. I love my movies, and it makes sense because it's called <laughs> I Love This, You Should Too. Yeah. Everything that I've picked, I've given an 8 or higher because that's what... Uh, that's what we're here for, right? You pick <laughs> a movie that you, you really love. You pick a movie you love. So yeah. that, that makes sense. I have rated your movies an average of, do you want to guess? I'm scared. 5.5. <laughs> oh, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> not great. Not great. Not terrible. Not the worst. Not the worst. Well, of these ratings, it is, in fact, the worst. You've rated your own movies an average of 7.2. Yeah. So you don't love your own movies nearly as much as I love mine. <laughs> yeah, true. There's been a few instances of th of this where you pick a movie and we watch it and you're like, yeah, okay, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. That has happened a couple times. And you rated my movies. Do you want to guess? Do you rate your own a 7.2? 8.5? 7.6. What? <laughs> so you like my movies better than yours. <laughs> but like, but like fractionally better. Yeah, but you like my movies better than you like yours. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is shocking to me. Shocking. Because, you know, like, you'd think you would pick movies that you love. I've been carrying the I love this part of the podcast. You've been carrying the you should too. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> we split it up. My movies have averaged a runtime of 117 minutes, which I'm surprised with. I'm surprised that my movies have been that long because I can't really think of many more than two hours, but I guess hmm. there have been some in there. That's funny. Your movies have averaged a runtime of... 300? 430 minutes. Oh, God. Which is just over seven hours. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there's a huge discrepancy in how much of your movies i have to watch <laughs> is that why you rate them so much lower because <laughs> they're those, all ridiculously long a lot of those tend to get higher ratings because of course what's bringing it up so high is game of, game thrones. of thrones yeah uh, you also had the tv show dare me and cheer and gone with the wind but then you also had movies like gone with the wind at 238 minutes <laughs> and titanic at 194 minutes so you have uh, a lot of long movies, too. Yeah, that's why I love them so much. I love every minute. 
But then shortest movie was also yours. Holiday in the Wild came true. in at 85 minutes. Very true. Because that is barely a movie in many ways. <laughs> also, your pick of Bride Wars, 89 minutes. Bring It On, In It to Win It, 90 minutes. So you got a lot of short ones, too. I tried to compensate for the Gone with the Winds and the Titanics with shorter movies. Really? That's why you picked Holiday in the Wild? Because yeah. it was 85 minutes? Yeah, that's why. And that brings us to another thing, a biggest discrepancies in our rating. <laughs> There's two that are tied for that we just do not agree on at all. First one, one, Mac and Me? No, Holiday in the Wild first. Oh, okay. You gave that an eight. Oh. And that's shocking still. <laughs> you still think Holiday in the Wild is pretty great, huh? I don't know. I didn't edit my score. I'm trying to keep it authentic. But you did edit some, because I remember The Shining used to be a 10 for you, and it's gone down to like a 6 now. Oh. The Shining's great. Yeah, I don't know. I just never went back and looked at that one, I guess. I would probably rate it like a 6 or a 7 now. What? At the time, that was the first one where you went, I love this movie. It's amazing. And now you're <laughs> like, yeah, 6 though. I haven't watched it in like a year, but... <laughs> well, what's changed? I don't know. I, I love it less. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to do the same movies over and over For a year again. or two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, we're starting from the beginning. <laughs> so then in that way, you think movies like Bombshell, Britney Runs a Marathon, and Rent are all better than The Shining? No. When did The Shining get downgraded? Well, you just said it's a six or a seven. You It just got downgraded about 30 seconds ago. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, when did the yeah, when did the shining get downgraded? I still think it's better than a six. Okay. I don't I'm know. just going by what you said yeah, I literally don't... moments ago. No, I don't know how I feel like I gave it a higher score at first. So we both agree the shining's amazing. Yes. Got it. Not a ten. No, a ten. No. <laughs> Give it a eight point seven five. I'll take it. So for your highest rated stuff, you rated Game of Thrones and Cheer, both as 10s. Those yes. are both your picks. Yeah. Still stand by them? Yeah. Game of Thrones a 10, really? Yeah. Even with the last season? I'm looking at it from like a overview. Yeah, overall. But yeah. doesn't the shittiness of like a fifth of it bring everything down? No. All right. No. I'm happy with that rating. And then your highest rated movies for things that I picked, you went with both A League of Their Own, My Neighbor Totoro, and oh, A Sixth Sense as well, you gave nines to. Yeah. I didn't realize you liked Sixth Sense that much. I did. It was very good. It was the original spooky for me. <laughs> Not for everyone else, because I was the last person in North America to find out that he was a ghost the entire time. Oh, you blew it for everyone. We did a like hour long episode on how he was a ghost the entire time. That's true. <laughs> and if you haven't heard our Sixth Sense episode, why are you listening to the awards show? <laughs> well, that was so long ago. That was way back in episode two. Number two. For my highest rated movies, I've only given out 110 thus far, and it was to The Shining. Not surprising. I gave a bunch of nines to Totoro, Pan's Labyrinth, Dog Day Afternoon, Blade Runner, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, and it goes on from there. Indy loves movies. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much more than half of the ones that I picked, I gave nines to because, yeah, I love them. That's why I picked them here. True. For things that you picked, I gave both 
Cheer and Little Women an 8 out of 10. Those are both great. Yes. And I stand by that. They're both very good. I agree. We'll talk about Cheer a little bit later because I gave a few awards to Cheer. I wouldn't imagine it any other way. (laughs) My lowest rated movie was your pick of Bride Wars. Yeah, not surprising. I stand by that. It was terrible. (laughs) <laughs> I also gave Holiday in the Wild a 3 out of 10. Is that our biggest discrepancy? Holiday in the Wild yeah. is our biggest discrepancy. Not and surprising. also City of God. Oh, really? Yeah. You I didn't like it. It made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, that's fair. It but wasn't a so, fun... It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So cool. I acknowledge that. I didn't like it. So it's brilliant, but you still think, yeah, 5 out of 10. Yeah. Well, I guess we rate things very differently. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Your lowest rated movie was also mine, Bride Wars. <laughs> you, we both hated it. We both hated you it. You thought you loved it, but yeah. you did not. I stand by that rating. <laughs> then it goes to The Lighthouse, Dare Me, and City of God, which all great. You thought Mac and Me is better than City of God, which Mac and Me is a confusing movie. It is. Tell us your rating for Mac and Me. Uh, on the chart, it says eight or two. <laughs> exactly. Confusing. <laughs> because Mac and Me, if I'm rating like you of, did I like it? Yeah, it's the most fun. It's one of the most fun movies we've watched. Is it a good movie? Oh, God, no. But it's so much fun and I love it. You also think Bring It On 4, In It to Win It, is better than City of God. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Whoa, man. (laughs) If heaven is like it is in the movies where you have to go explain yourself to, who's at the (laughs) gate? St. Peter? Yeah. He'll be like, okay, yeah, you did some charitable work. That's nice. But wait a minute. You think City of God is not as good as Bring It On 4? And then you won't get into heaven. Okay. Well, (laughs) so now I think we should move on to what kind of crowdsourcing movie sites say on ratings of some of our movies. So we use Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb on a regular basis to look up facts and information and cast lists and that kind of thing while we're doing the podcast. So we pulled some of the um, top and worst scores from imdb and rotten tomatoes and here they are so indy i think you should guess what the top and the bottom scores are for which site because they do it very differently they do um there were a couple where i was like really surprised because i know something like gerald's game which i think is a marginally good movie but a good movie yeah I don't think many people are going to say it's a terrible movie, so it does very well on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. But I think on IMDb, people are going to be like, yeah, it's like a 6 out of 10. Yeah, because it's a very different crowd, it seems like. Because Rotten Tomatoes just is on a yes or no scale. Yes. And it's how many of the people say it's good. Mm-hmm. So if you're marginally good, but consistent, you're going to get real high on Rotten Tomatoes, exactly. but not on IMDb. Who do you think the top score of our movies on Rotten Tomatoes were? It's going to be things like Totoro, newer things like Cheer are going to do very well. Okay, Cheer is one of them. I think some classics like Shining and Blade Runner will do very well. Things like that. What is it? So with a 96%, both Cheer and Halloween top our chart for Rotten Tomatoes picks. So, Indy, what do you think the worst score on Rotten Tomatoes was? Do you want to know the score and you can guess which movie it was? Is it Bride Wars and Holiday in the Wild? No, it's just Bride Wars. Oh, okay. 
with an 11. That makes sense. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's not a surprising one. Um, so on IMDb, which is a classier movie viewer, in my opinion. Oh, I don't think so. No? I think it's more of a populist site because it's just everyone votes while Rotten Tomatoes is critics. Like, of course, a critic can just be anyone at any place, but it's at some sort of publication. Yeah, I um, didn't realize that. But So I think IMDb, the high scores are going to be what's the most popular. And that's got to be Game of Thrones. What else do we do that's hugely popular? It's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? There you go. <laughs> they get a 9.3. Which seems high. You think that's too high? Yeah, I liked Game of Thrones, but 9.3, <laughs> one of the best TV shows of all time, I do not think it was. It is like one of the biggest. Yes. The big, it probably is the biggest. Probably. And on IMDb, I seem to notice like Infinity War is rated as one of the best movies of all time, which it's not, but it's mm -hmm. the biggest. True. And that's what IMDb is because it's just everyone voting. Right. Okay, well, that makes sense. Um, what do you think the worst score on IMDb is? Well, I think there's a good chance it's Mac and Me. It is Mac and Me. Because it's a Mac terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bride Wars and Holiday in the Wild will also be down there, though. Mac and Me doesn't even have a score on Rotten Tomatoes. No, because critics don't review that. <laughs> <laughs> that McDonald's commercial? Yeah, the best McDonald's commercial. So I think we both agree with what the scores are except for the imdb score for mac and me which you love and hate well they're not wrong it's a bad movie <laughs> i love how back and forth you are in that movie it was the biggest outlier for so many things because mm -hmm. it's a movie that i love for very different reasons than i love all the other ones nostalgia mcdonald's skittles the social aspect, <laughs> laughing at it with your friends. Was true, fun. very true. That is a fun, a fun experience for sure. Well, should we get to some of the other awards that we've put together? Yeah, what do you got? These are our opinions that we've kind of separated. So it'll be kind of a surprise, I think, for both of us. But uh, should we start out with the biggest surprise? Yes, please. Okay, so Indy, what, what movie did you think was the biggest surprise? I think I may have answered this question differently than you. My biggest surprise in this podcast was that... Oh, no. I was going by all movies. <laughs> what was your surprising movie then? I don't know if I have one. The Sixth Sense. Oh, like there was a surprise in yeah. the movie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Which movie had the biggest surprise to you? Oh, because I think I came up with this category and I, that's not what I meant. But oh, okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it should be. That was a very big surprise. Exactly. Even for me, even though I knew it was coming. <laughs> what was your biggest surprise generally? <laughs> well, now I feel like it doesn't even work because I had put that you loved The Shining, that you were just so 10 out of 10, this is a great movie. But yeah. now you're already down to a six and then you went back up to an eight. So... <laughs> Who knows? My other one, if that doesn't work, is that you still love Holiday in the Wild. I do. Because with Bride Wars and Dare Me, two other ones that I did not like, and then we talked about it and you were like, yeah, okay, they're pretty bad. <laughs> I assumed that would happen for Holiday in the Wild. No. It did not. No. Shocking. Shocking. Biggest surprise. <laughs> we did think about acting awards as well. So let's start off with, we separated them. So how about your best actress, or as I'll call it, the Audrey Hepburn Memorial Award? 
Oh, I like that. Who do you think was the best actress in the movies that we've watched? Um, I think Jesse from Gerald's Game, because she spent most of that movie chained to a bed. Really? Uh-huh. Of all the people, that was the best one. Yeah. I All I can say is, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Indy, who was your best actress? First, I was going to pick Toni Collette, because I loved her performance, but... Uh, she wasn't exactly a lead, so I'm going to go with Florence Pugh in Little Women. Mm, that's a good one. Because it's a role that I'd seen many times before, a role that I never really liked or appreciated until she got a hold of it. And we always talk about people making characters their own. I don't think there's anyone that did that better than her because True. she literally came in, wrote new dialogue with the help of like Meryl Streep. Who, this could also be the Meryl Streep <laughs> Very award. Very true. <laughs> and really breathed new life into this character that I'd seen and read so many times, but I've never enjoyed the character as much as I did this time. So Florence Pugh, my favorite actress of the movies we've seen. Wow, okay. She was very good in that movie. Mm -hmm. How about for Best Actor? Who do you have for that one? Uh, Jack Nicholson from The Shining. No argument here. Yeah. Yeah, he was fantastic. I just think the, like, craziness that he portrayed was incredible. I think I had him as my number three, maybe. Oh, okay. I also thought about giving to Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse <laughs> because his performance at that was amazing in the truest sense of amazing because you're just watching in sheer awe. But I ended up going with Al Pacino in Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, okay. I think so many of us forget the young Pacino where he was this more nervous guy he wasn't as shouty in this one of course he does get there because the the role demanded it but to see someone who was just at the end of their rope and he just portrayed this stress through every pore of his body it was just oozing out of him this guy who just had no other option and he carried that entire movie it seems like there's not a moment where the camera's not directly on Al Pacino and he's that's a two and a half hour movie yeah that was a long one to keep up that energy for that whole time, it was, yeah, it was amazing. So that's going to be my favorite actor. Somehow none of those three are surprising to me as your best actor pick. All classic guys, yeah, right? classic guys. That's the best way to put it. And then we had a kind of third category where it's like a supporting role, but I call it the Alec Baldwin Scene Stealer Award. Someone who did a small performance, but really breathed a lot of life into the movie because uh, Alec Baldwin, of course, in Glengarry Glen Ross only has that one scene, but whew, what a scene. <laughs> so who did you pick for that one? The elephants in Holiday in the Wild. You know what? I'm going to say, yeah. I have a secondary one there. Because <laughs> they were the best performers in that movie and uh, largely animatronic. True. Yes. Um, and more lively <laughs> than whatever her name is. <laughs> My actual pick for that is uh, Peter Dinklage on Game of Thrones. There were so many scenes during Game of Thrones where he just like stole the show. I don't disagree with that at all. The only thing I would disagree with is that I don't think he's a small role. I think he's a lead in that. I think in the first couple of seasons, he was very much a side character. Sure. Until um, the Lannisters really come to Mm-hmm. to be the ruling family and everything. And I think that then he becomes a very main character. But there's some like amazing moments in the first two seasons, really, that he just like really takes away from whatever is going on in the scene, just with his like f- hilarious comments. He really was good in that. And his physical acting. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very physical actor. 
I went with Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah, okay. I chose not to go with her for Best Overall Actress because it was a small role. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in that one. But she was was fantastic. And I still think Tony Collette is one of the best and yet still one of the most underrated working actors today. But there's the one scene with her in the car with Cole and just the dialogue they have. She goes through such a range of emotion, sometimes not even in speaking, but just reacting into what her son is saying. That yeah. it's, it's a masterclass in acting. She was fantastic in that movie. For sure. Okay, now let's get into some of the fun stuff. Fun. Because I love hypothetical questions about movies. Yes, you do. I really enjoy them. So let's get into some of those. Okay. Well, should we start with everyone's fictional best friend? Oh, yeah. Who would be your best friend from the movies that we've watched? Um, I think it would have to be Morgan from Cheer. Refresh my memory. Which one is Morgan? She's the really skinny one. Um, Which one is more? With the long brown hair. Ah, yes, the flyer who comes in to replace. Yes. And has the injured ribs. And has the injured ribs. Morgan's fantastic. Morgan I is, her. she has such a good story, and I feel like she and I would get along really well. She's not fictional, but we will never be best friends, so <laughs> that's kind of fictional. Not with that attitude. <laughs> well, you know what? Funny you should say that, because... I couldn't narrow down. So I'll give you my runner-up first. Okay. Because it's Jerry from Cheer. Oh, everybody's best friend. Yeah. How could it not be Jerry? Yeah. He's the world's honorary best friend, I think. I think so. Just to be around someone that just radiates that positivity oh, all the time, it would incredible. be amazing. But you know who I went with? Tyrion Lannister, Peter Dinklage. Oh. Because wouldn't that be a good best friend? Yeah, he's also like a badass. So you know that you're like going to be safe. Yeah, so he had that like cool journey but even at the beginning it wouldn't be bad to be a best friend who's just a, a drunkard who's rich <laughs> who'd always be buying you stuff you'd be taking him to the nicest places and then it turns out he actually is a is a noble person yeah, as well he's a nice guy so i think hanging out with dinklage in game of thrones would be a lot of fun it'd be pretty awesome you get adventures you get wine also go to a lot of brothels i don't know about that but still <laughs> Live in that Game of Thrones life. Steer him away from the brothels. <laughs> so you have your best friend. Now, which character from our movies would you marry, given the opportunity? Jerry. Jerry! <laughs> <laughs> Jerry from Cheer. <laughs> I uh, I think that he would be super fun and like he'd have such a positive life. Very true. I think I went with Jerry as a best friend over marriage because... I think living with him might be a little taxing at times yeah. because sometimes too much positivity. You know, sometimes I just want to be upset, you know? <laughs> true. Very true. You're so right. That's why I think he'd be a great best friend over a, over a husband. Who's your uh, fictional spouse? Well, runner-up is George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. That's Jimmy Stewart because he was just such a devoted husband and family man. True. And was so in love that he put his love and his family above everything else. But I went with Dottie Hinson, played by Gina Davis in A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Because first of all, Super Fox. Yeah. Uh, very talented athletically. Uh-huh. Uh, brilliant. Not even Gina Davis, but Dottie seems like she's very smart Yeah, as no, well. absolutely. But also super devoted to her family. Yeah. So you think that's what you'd want to look for in a, in a life partner. True. 
But then if you also want to be like, you know what, let's go do crazy stuff. She's like, yeah, okay, I'll play ball around the world or <laughs> around the Midwest. At yeah. Least. Plus, then we could play baseball all the time. Very true. So, Indy, who would you least want to hang out with? So when we were talking about putting this in, we said like, but don't go with actual super villains and stuff. Yeah. Like murderers, because that's, yeah, one thing I wouldn't want to hang out with, whatever that guy's name was from Gerald's game, who eats toes and all that. Oh, yeah, the Moonlight Man. Moonlight Man. So that, yeah, I would pick that. But for actual people, I thought about going with Beth from Dare Me. Uh-huh. Because she's both annoying and dangerous. Yes. But I went with whatever Kate Hudson's character's name was in Bride Wars. Oh. Because she's a terrible person and annoying. And then I might like, I might hit her. She's just <laughs> such an aggravating, bad human being. Okay. Um, I went with anyone from Love, actually. That's fair. Yeah. I was about to say, what about? And I was like, oh, yeah, even them. Because even people like Emma Thompson, I was like, what about Emma Thompson? She's the best. But I was like, oh, yeah, she, her character was even terrible. No, exactly. I, like, I, there are lots of actors, you know, that I'd like to hang out with from that movie. But it's like, none of them played, none of those characters were good people. No, I can't think of any. Even the ones that aren't terrible are just there. Yeah. You're either terrible or you don't have a character. Exactly. So anyone from Love Actually, I would not want to hang out with. So we know who we would marry, but who was your favorite movie couple from all of these? Um, I said Brittany and Jaren from Brittany Loves Runs a Marathon. What? Yeah, really? they were so cute. They were real. They were, like, were they? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't hate them or anything, but I have a real hard time picking them as my favorite because I didn't actually feel any chemistry towards them i felt like he liked her and then she was like all right i never felt that she really cared for him a whole lot oh i did especially at the end who was yours i had a hard time deciding on this one as well like there was meg march and john brooke yeah they had such a beautiful relationship john was oh man maybe that should be my who would you marry because talk about a supportive partner (laughs) john brooke was, was a good guy and Meg. Meg was really great, too. Mary and George Bailey. True. From It's a Wonderful Life. Like, that's that's love. Mm-hmm. Benny and Angelica from City of God. Benny leaves his whole drug life behind and just escapes with her. And someone that actually makes it out. That was kind of brief. Yeah. But in the end, the couple that I thought was, like you were saying, most real, but then I was also still cheering for them and just hoping that they get through this was uh, Oscar and Sophina from Fruitvale Station. Oh, yeah, they were cute. Their moments together were so beautiful because they're both so relatable and what both of those actors brought to it as well. Mm -hmm. But it seemed, yeah, very real, troubled, but you just want them to get through it. True. So I think uh, Oscar and Sophina are my favorite couple. My other answer was the guys from the lighthouse. I have that on here too. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) forced to be a couple but uh they were they were pretty good together what a couple what a couple but i took them off because are they a couple or are they just the same person huh time's a flat circle man don't want to talk about (laughs) it Uh, I think that was a good episode this wasn't part of our um list but what were your favorite episodes that we've done oh i don't know i liked the cheer episode the bring it on episode was fun 
And all of the spookies. All the spookies. I think some of my favorites were Blade Runner early on, because that was the first time where I really got to like nerd out and break things down and talk about <laughs> theories and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And you were very receptive to it, which was very fun. Uh, later, Shining was very much like that. Lighthouse was a good theory episode. And that was a fun one. For, you didn't like the movie, but the discussion, I think, was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And then on the other end, bring it on, in it to win it. Because we were both like, this was silly. And we agreed on what type of movie it was. Yeah. We, neither of us thought it was brilliant, but both of us thought it was fun and stupid. So it was a, a really fun conversation as well. True. <laughs> okay. So, Indy, not all of the episodes have this, but (laughs) who would your best animal friend be? I think this one's probably very clear. Uh, Runner-up, I gave to Jon Snow's wolf. Ghost? That could be a scene stealer as well. Yeah, ghost. But my pick, of course, cat bus. Because (laughs) it's fucking cat bus. I love cat bus. I want to ride in cat bus. I want a little kitten bus as a friend. That's, yeah, that's my favorite. It's so magical. Cat bus was too squishy on the inside for me. <laughs> Still. Um, so I said the dragons and the dire wolves on Game of Thrones. So we both actually had similar best animal friends. I don't know if I'd want to be friends with the dragons as much. They seem temperamental. Yeah, I, I think it's the same thing with pets. I just prefer mammals. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. In general, I prefer mammals. Wait, dire wolves don't come from eggs? <laughs> well, dire wolves, I picked the wolf. Yeah. The dragons. Uh, I don't like dragon skin. It creeps me out. Okay, that's fair. But flying, you know. Flying would be pretty, pretty sweet. sweet. Yeah. Especially if you're laying waste to your enemies. Yeah. With... Or just innocent people like Daenerys did by the end. Yeah. Just whoever's just down whoever. there. Just whoever. Let's just set them on fire. It's their fault for being on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You hear that, peasants? You're on the ground. <laughs> Sam's going to light you up. So I think that brings us pretty close to the end of this episode. Yeah, we got through some fun ones real quick. Let's do our last big hypothetical question. Of all of the worlds of movies, which one would you most want to live in? Hmm. This was a hard one, but also really easy. Okay. Because <laughs> I... A thought about some of the like really magical worlds that we've talked about um and i also thought about some of the like more uh like historical worlds that we've talked about uh but i just ended up coming back to cheer every single time like cheer the movie yeah um tv show yes well okay i'm gonna blow your mind right now what? because you live in that world it's a documentary it's my <laughs> so you would just live as you are right now? You wouldn't change anything? No, because I love you and I love cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. But Did I fail that question? <laughs> what about bring it on? I do have that as well, but it's not it's not like true to fact enough for me. This is very telling about your personality that if you could choose any world to live in, all these things with dragons and mythical creatures worlds where people break out into song wherever worlds where romance just always wins out you would just go with yeah just where i am yeah so you would just work your job that you work now yeah you can't see anything better out there no wow (laughs) at first i was gonna say that's so sad but that's the happiest thing ever because you can't you believe that you can't improve on your life and that's awesome i really 
really good life. Wow. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Amazing and shocking. Shocking. Okay. It's just odd to think of like, if you could live anywhere, where would you live? And you're like, yeah, here. <laughs> That's pretty good though. Yeah. Game of Thrones seems too hard. Well, Game of Thrones, I would not want to live there because I'm not white. So I would have to live on, what's it called now? It's been so long. You know, where all the dirty darkies live. (laughs) And they're mostly slaves. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to live there. Cheer, I already live in that world because that's just a documentary. So I'm in it right now. I think Bring It On would be actually a good choice because that's pretty much our world. But it's a world where they also acknowledge privilege and try to make amends for that. Yeah. So it's kind of like a world that I'd like to live in. Yeah. Although more homophobic. They think it's funny. It's not hateful. Yeah. I feel like if Bring It On was now, it would be a little bit more like not homophobic. (laughs) Oh, boy. But I think that would be an improvement upon our world. Yeah. Okay. But so my runner up, this is going to shock you. Actually shock you. Love Actually. What? So I hate Love Actually. And this is a bonus episode. But hear me out. Because I'm me, right? Yeah. And a thing about me is I'm a man. Very true. And in the world of Love Actually, men get whatever they want without doing any work. They just had to say they want it and then they get it. Oh, yeah. So wouldn't that be pretty sweet? Yeah. If I was like, you know what? I need a better job. Pay me more money. People are like, here you go. That's all you have to do. True. It would be shitty for everyone else. It yeah. wouldn't it would be, be great for you. It would be shitty for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't qualify for that world. But you would do whatever a man says and be thrilled about it in the Love Actually <laughs> world. Because that's the world of Love Actually. True. So it would be great for me, but I'd feel very bad about it. But then I'd be not so upset because I'd be driving around in my gold-plated Lamborghini. Yikes. I wouldn't get a Lamborghini. That sounds tacky. Maybe a BMW M5. Mm-hmm. Classic. But my actual pick, <laughs> which I don't think is shocking, is my neighbor Totoro. No, I'm not surprised by that at all. So it's pretty much our world, but it's a world where things work out, where childhood wonder never ends. You don't grow out of it. Maybe you lose touch with it a little bit, but you always have that. And it's a world where the magical things you wish were true are true. So why would you not want to live there? It just seems beautiful. That's very true. Because you could still be living your life, but also there's magic in the forest. There's things looking out for nature. There's tree spirits. There's a force out there ensuring that we all try to do what's best for each other and get along. Yeah. And we don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I want to live in Totoro, too. Yeah, that whole Miyazaki world would be a good world to live in. I think so. Well, that just about brings us to the end. We've been doing this for one year. Thanks so much for uh, hanging out for this whole year. Any shout outs you want to give to the listeners? Uh, To my stepdad, Eric. There you go. Um, To Mike and Kelsey Kendrick. Yeah. Who have been listening since the beginning and sending us fan mail. Galen listens all the time. Galen. But for people who we don't actually know, um, hey, Kristen, thanks. I don't really know <laughs> right. you, but you're awesome. Uh, Steve, for agreeing with me about Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. After so many people said, you hate women because you don't love Scarlett O'Hara. I was like, well, I just don't like slavery. And they're like, woman hater. <laughs> he was like, hey, actually, she's kind of a dick. And one of the few people. 
and uh, whoever is in France listening so often. Yeah, <laughs> there's some like little hotspots around the world and we're not quite sure who they are. Yeah. Send us an email. Introduce yourselves. We want to know who uh, who our around the world listeners are. Well, what's our next year have in store for us, Samantha? What do you got coming up? What do you think? Where do you want to lead things this year? More rom-coms. Nice. I'm excited about that because I like it when we disagree. It's more fun. You don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. It is not more fun. <laughs> so I would love to hear that. I also remember on the very first episode, you're like, I know what my next pick is. It's going to be a sexy period piece. That's never come up. <laughs> Maybe that was a year or two. Maybe you weren't ready for it. Oh, okay. I'm shocked that I have yet to do any movies by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Wong Kar Wai. Don't know who that is. He's one of my favorite living directors. Oh, wow. Okay. And Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> Those are three people that I love that I haven't done any of their stuff yet. So I think I got to get around to doing that. Well, we have a whole year of podcasting ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had a big overarching theme, but then I tried to like hold back on horror because I didn't want to scare you off too much. <laughs> Give you some nice baseball movies every now and then so we don't get too serious. True. And then... Things happen in the real world, and we tried to pick movies that go along with that a little bit. Yeah, there's been a lot of really interesting political things happening, and some uh, movies have kind of come up that fit really perfectly with what's going on in the world. So that we kind of changed gears and watched some movies that were a little bit more of the time. Yeah. I've actually been picking way newer movies than I thought I would because I was trying to like not bombard you with 70s stuff. <laughs> but in doing that, I think I only did like one or two. Yeah. So I can kick that up a notch now. Excellent. What we should have done at the beginning of this is because this is going to be a super popular podcast Forever. for many, many years. Yeah. Right? We should give a little time capsule of what the world is right now. So we are recording this in July, late July of 2020. And it's a very interesting time. It is. So if you were an alien, you don't have any context for things. How would you look at the world right now? Um, well, I'd be excited about Taylor Swift's album that's coming out tonight. Oh, that's what you <laughs> I would look at it and be like, huh, it seems like everyone on this one hemisphere is very angry. Half of them are angry because people keep killing them. And they're like, hey, stop killing me. And then half of them are angry because they have to sometimes wear a mask so that they don't kill other people. True. Yet, most people put equal credence to both of these protests. Yeah. They're like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't kill you, but maybe we should. And then other people are like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't wear a mask. Maybe you should. And, uh... We're living in a time where science is a political choice, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. It is. And it'd be curious to see like 50 years down the road, people are like, oh, so what happened then? Well, how did all of that happen? And you'd be like, well, black people didn't want to get killed. But then other people were like, no, we still want to kill you. And they couldn't come to terms on that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the argument. Yeah. And then the other one is... So there was a disease that was killing everyone. We could get over it real quick if we just all followed Worked the together. rules and wore, wore masks and yeah. stayed home. But other people were like, but I need to go work out. So it's cool if a few of you die. But I need a haircut. Yeah. 
and where politicians are like only three percent of people will die it's worth it and that wasn't a crazy thing someone said people Mm -hmm. are like yeah three percent all right let's yeah let's go for it our premier in our uh province of alberta said that only one percent of school children in alberta would get sick which is about a hundred thousand children and even then what are you basing that on? Nothing, because that man does not believe in science. No, we don't. We are not a science-believing folk Apparently here in not. Alberta. We believe in oil. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a cult. If you were to look at this from a thousand years, <laughs> yeah. people would be like, oh yeah, they they worshipped it. I wonder if the Egyptians didn't actually worship the sun. They just, like, used it for, like, you know, that's how they grow their crops. Fuel, yeah. So I think that's how they look at us in the future. Like, oh, yeah, they worshipped oil, they thought. That's what God was. Yeah. Oil and money. Well, oil leads to money. That's what I heard. Exactly. So we should all just go get jobs up north. And if you don't like it, you're a goddamn communist. (laughs) Yes, you are. Go back to another country. And they're like, I'm from here. It doesn't matter. Just go anywhere else. (laughs) That's That's the sediment here right now. Wow. This got sad at the end. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, hey, movies. Movies are fun. We got some more coming at you. Sam's going to pick next week. I am. It's going to be exciting. What is it? Do we know? No. Can we t- Can we get a little sneak peek? No. How about a hint? No. Because you haven't picked it yet? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, this was a very strange episode. I hope this wasn't anyone's first episode. Ew, this isn't how it usually goes. We usually have more of a plan. Uh, we're usually talking about one movie. Join us for the next few, and we'll get back to normal. Exactly. We'll see you next Monday. Bye, everyone. Bye. Is that the end of the episode? Do you listen to things at the ends of the episodes? Yeah. I don't believe you do because I think you'd be mad at me sometimes. <laughs> I don't always make it to the end of the episode. Like I the think very, there's very episodes you just don't listen to no, as well. I listen to most so, of them. Most of them. So I think that's a fun that's a fun little thing that I do is that I put things there that I can check and see if you've listened to the episode because you'd be like, Andy, why did you put that at the end of the episode? <laughs> okay, well now I'm going back to listen to all of the episodes.